This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by the Lunch Council. Lunch, arguably the second most important meal of the day. Previously, on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It. We are going to talk Love Island, UK, in the USA. We're in season six, episode six. I'm Ben, and with me, as always, my podcasting partner, Rebecca. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody out there in podcast land? We can't hear you, so don't bother answering her. So we've got a really exciting show Today, we're going to talk about the first recoupling of the season, and we have a deep dive into some weird things that twins do. Well, no. It's more like just weird twin shit. Sort of a little bit of genetics, a little bit of statistics, a little bit of psychology. Oh, I thought it was going to be more about their weird hobbies and habits, but... uh... I guess, I guess that's okay too. Nah, dude, we're doing science today. Ooh, science. We've had, let's see, a couple episodes. We had history. We had kind of sociology last time, right? Science today. Some geography. Yeah. Yeah, we've, this is, this is not just entertainment. This is edutainment, folks. Yeah, you could get a degree by the time you're done with this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that there are several unaccredited universities that uh, consider Little Bit Leave It coursework, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this episode starts on night five. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Just in, you know, the opening moments, you got a game, you got kissing, you got a recoupling. Yeah, this is, this is a big deal episode. We got the Connor versus Kana. And then we quickly get into Callum pulling Eve aside to tell her that he prefers Shauna. And Eve handles it very maturely, but that makes both twins cut loose by their menfolk. Yeah, I was really impressed. You know, I keep saying I'm impressed with the twins and they keep impressing me. Eve not only handled it really maturely, but she really sees Callum and Shauna. She sees the chemistry, she sees the vibe, she sees the conversation, that they get along well, and she's self-aware enough to realize that she and Callum don't really have those things on the same level. That's hard at 20. I was an idiot when I was 20. I couldn't see the forest for the hot guys. So she was a champ. She handled it, and she encouraged them to get together. And I thought well, that was great. She's cool. Yeah, I, I like Eve. Uh, or I liked her, I guess, but we, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We haven't gotten that deep into the episode yet because the next scene might be the funniest thing we've seen in Love Island so far this season. Of course, I am speaking about the conversation about musical preferences. We've got Kana with a G, Finn, Shawnees, Jess, and Eve all kind of huddled up on the daybeds talking about music. Kana says he likes drum and bass, and dot, 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 heavy metal. You like metal? What? And that is where this gets very, very funny, because Shawnice, at the mention of metal, she brings up the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
I thought it was really funny because she sort of alludes to the fact that she likes things that aren't electronic music. And so the twins say to her, what? You like metal? Heavy metal? And Shawnice gets this look on her face like, ooh, I'm a little bit naughty. Yeah. Ooh, I'm a rebel. And then she says, you know what band I really like? What is it called? The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like she just invented them. And it was both cute and sad. And I shook my head because that is our four-year-old's favorite band. Yes. No, that was a great coincidence. Our four-year-old also loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which, you know, kind of makes sense given Shawnice's emotional maturity. But my big question of whether is whether she thinks that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are heavy metal or given how long it takes her to name any band, whether that's the only band that she can think of. Well, I did a little Googling real quick and pop R&B and dance are the most popular genres of of music in the UK. So it wouldn't surprise me if she actually is considered vaguely different and rebellious by liking some has been band from the 80s. So who has been popular all these years. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I believe the Red Hot Chili Peppers have had their biggest hits in the last, you know, five or seven years or something. But the third possibility, of course, apart from she thinks that Stadium Arcadium is a heavy metal classic. That could be the first possibility. Second possibility is that she just does not know any other bands. The third possibility is that Shawnee's is actually really, really freaking cool and knows all the words to up uh, to uh, uplift mofo party plan. Of course, the classic Red Hot Chili Peppers funk metal album from what is that like 87 or 88? That would make her cooler than me. Yeah. And somehow I doubt it. Yeah. There's no way that she is cooler than you. Well, um, I'm just older. I was alive in 1987. I was five, but you know, I was pretty cool for age five. I will say, though, that for a very, very quick second, I did think that she was going to bring up early Red Hot Chili Peppers when she mentioned them in the context of metal until they started singing uh, uh, By the Way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Callum goes to Shauna. And that's the next big scene, right? Tells her that he likes her and she is obviously very happy, but she is happier to let him twist in the wind a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think it's particularly malicious. I think it's more what's good for the goose is good for the gander. He wasn't mean about getting to know Eve either, but he was very clear that it was early days. He liked Shauna, but he's also going to get to know other girls. I do think that Shauna is a little bit more gleeful about it, but I see it. I don't catch anything mean about it. She's just having a little fun. And I thought that the way she received him and that conversation did sort of imply that she was there for it and was just sort of playing, not playing with him, but playing with him. Yeah, I can I can see that. But immediately after, she does have an extended flirty conversation with Connor with a G and Callum is quite nervous. Yeah. I just also want to add that when they're getting ready that morning, Connor with a G is brushing his teeth with this like neon yellow toothbrush. And his giant hands make that toothbrush look so little. So I just thought it was really cute. Kind of with a G and his big man hands. Well, there you go. That's a detail I did not pick up on, did not notice. I am not looking at Kana with a G all that much, admittedly. And I do find him to be one of the most boring characters on the show. I, I do think he grows on me a little later in the season. But 
If you want to hear about that, you got to listen to Spoils of Love. Subscribe to our Patreon. In any case, that morning, Sophie and Leanne are talking. Sophie is clearly getting sick of OG Connor's neediness and insecurity, a situation that she, of course, reinforces. Um, but she seems to genuinely be getting sick of him. She's got a Connor cocktail and she's loving the taste. And then we see again Shauna flirting hard with Connor with a G. And this is while Callum is cooking her breakfast. You know, Shauna's playing a dangerous game by now. You know, Callum making her breakfast is a big thing for him. He was so excited. He was talking to the guys about it. It was all part of his master plan. And then to go from eating Callum's breakfast to the gym with Connor with a G. Callum's on to her, though. He knows exactly what she's doing. Well, and she's flirting with Connor with a G while she's eating the breakfast that Callum made her. Personally, if I was Callum at that point, I mean, you know me. I don't think I would have done as well as Callum in that situation. No, I also don't think she asked for breakfast. He could have chosen to not make it. He could have chosen to not bring it. He knew the situation he was walking into. Oh, yeah. It's Love Island. We all know what that means. Exactly. And I love that she says, I have the two hottest guys and everybody knows it. Good for her because she is not the prettiest one in the house. By far not the prettiest one. And she's got the two hottest guys on her uh, team. So go Shauna. She may not be the prettiest one, but I think she is, I don't know. I think she's the most attractive personally and largely just because of her personality. I think she's the fullest package. Yeah. She's got everything. She's got brains. She's got looks. She's got body. She's got ambition. She's got a good job. I think she's the fullest package. No, she has very, very large lips, very big cheeks. The cheeks are natural. Oh, yes, that's right. The cheeks are natural. But I also find what's odd about the whole thing is that the guys do have the power to mm-hmm. the, right now in the villa. They will be recoupling later. They'll be picking. A girl is going home. So, like you said, Shauna is playing a dangerous game. And then we have Connor with a G pulls Sophie aside. This is another one of these funny only on Love Island, these 20-year-old kids things. Sophie says she's been single for four or five years. And how old is she? 20? 21. She's saying she's been single since she was 16 or 17. So that begs the question, what kind of a long-term relationship was she in breaking up with the guy at 16 or 17? Well, she says she doesn't like to date. So she probably had some high school little boyfriend and then they broke up. And, you know, she's kind of just been bopping around since then is my guess. Because she and Connor with a G are both terrible at flirting. I kind of like them together. I didn't last time we watched this, but I kind of like them together. I think she brings out a personality that OG Connor doesn't. OG Connor really only sees her malicious side, but she's funny and playful with Connor with a G. So I I don't know. I'm kind of open to that. I think she needs to be more honest, though. I wouldn't blame her for dumping OG Connor because he is really needy. He is really clingy. They don't seem to get along very well. So the dumping Connor, OG Connor, wouldn't be a problem for me. But the way she's handling it, going back and forth, I like you, but now I like the other Connor, but I like you, but now I like the other Connor. Um, It's not right. Well, she creates a situation where every time she gets 
really flirty and he gets upset and insecure. She apologizes a bit for crossing boundaries and then he feels better. Then he starts to feel comfortable and then he starts being nice to her and spending more time with her. And maybe he is getting a little bit too intense for her. So she does something to push him away again. So that seems to be the dynamic and it's not enjoyable to watch that's where we're at in this in this relationship. I get it. I I also see a Sophie Kana with the G relationship as being fun to watch, even though I think he's dreadfully boring. And but she brings out a fun side of him. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say I find him boring. I find her obnoxious. But together, it's tolerable. And isn't that the highest praise we can give to people? Certainly, certainly. Speaking of Kana with a G, I just want to mention that all the girls sitting around talking about how hot he is reminded me of that Diet Coke commercial with like the construction guy in the middle of the street and all the women are watching him like rip open the can of Diet Coke and he's sweating and it's all wet. Um, and it was just a cute, I don't think it was intentional, but I think it was a cute throwback to that particular commercial. Maybe it was a girl, a female model. No, no. You're, I, it was a guy, It was right? like a construction work. I remember the commercial. Yeah, yeah. I totally channeled that. So then we've got Finn and Paige uh, up on the uh, overlook on the, I don't know what you call that. It's a bridge. I I don't know what that area is called, but Finn's complimenting her back. Um, This is a great scene. Her neck, her back. And we all know what's after that. Yep. This is so cool just to see them really, really clicking and to see Paige genuinely flattered by a guy who is being honest and a little quirky, but she can tell it's not a line. At least I don't think it's a line. Did you think that, that Finn complimenting pages back was a, is that, does he do that to all the girls? I think he does that to all the girls he likes, but it's done in a way that's, you know, it's cute. It's endearing. I don't think he would have said it if a, he didn't like her or B she had an ugly back. But I'm sure that's not the first time he's used that line. Yeah, no, I thought it was a great scene. I loved it. They're they're falling in love. I'm, I'm... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little whoa, bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on now. But as we see in the next game in, that we get into in just a minute here, that was a pretty passionate snogging uh, between Finn and Paige. And yes, there are other women still pursuing Finn but to me, that that scene on the bridge, it just spells it all out. I it definitely think. bodes well. Should we talk about booty camp? Yes, let's get into booty camp. We have all the girls yelling in unison, squat it like it's hot, uh-huh. in preparation for booty camp, where each girl picks a guy to kiss at the end of an obstacle course. And how apropos, because we were just talking about in the last episode... The wet and messy fetish. Or at least I was talking about it. So much. So, yes. so much. And the the crush fetish of the, the sitting on the cakes that's related to it, which apparently they've got both fetishes worked into this game. So that was that was interesting. Is that why you disappeared for 10 minutes after this scene? Oh, come on. Don't put that kind of picture in people's mind. That's just gross and lying. Yeah, you were pooping. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. We got Eve picks Finn, Shauna picks Callum, Shanice picks Connor with a G, Jess also picks Connor with a G, Paige picks Finn, Leanne picks Mike, and Sophie picks 
OG Connor, but she does call him Small Connor. Oh, I was so that. mad about that. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because in one of the other scenes before the game, she was talking to one of the girls about how she really does like OG Connor and he's so cute. And she refers to him as Little Connor. Yep. And she said, oh, he's not going to like that. And I wrote a note saying, okay, he is definitely not going to like that. Will she have the audacity to call him that in public? Oh, yes, she does. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. That's a good one. I have not heard that expression. Any of those... That's a tag group on Facebook. I take absolutely zero credit for making it up. I am not that clever. Any of those uh, selections by the girls surprise you? You know, let Eve give it a crack. She's, She's pretty. She's a nice girl. You know, Finn's brand new. He doesn't owe anything to anybody. And he had been saying how he wants to talk to other girls. So let Eve have a go at him. But when they kissed, there was nothing. Bologna and plastic cheese on white bread. It was so boring. Not even mayonnaise. These girls were trying pretty hard to get picked for the most part, given the recoupling is going on tonight. And a couple of them definitely stand out. Of course, the winner, Shawnee's. That was actually really surprising to see her uh, sexy dancing skills. Given that she's talking about Disney and Disney princesses all the time. Whoa. Was not that. You'll never see those moves in a Disney movie. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. She seems so prim and proper. And so when she busted out those sexy moves, damn Shawnee, where'd that come from? Anything else you thought was interesting in that game? Yeah, a couple more things. Um, the most important was that Shauna kisses Callum. It's a really good kiss, and she calls it his welcome back kiss. And so all the worrying I was doing about her letting him twist in the wind or keeping him on his toes or whatever Love Island expression you want to use, um, I think she made it pretty clear to Callum that he's the dude for her. Connor with a G is not an actual threat. And um, they're going to go forward. And even though I don't, I don't ship them as hard as you do. I did think it was a really sweet moment, a really genuine moment. And the way he's approached it has given me a little bit more hope for them. Yeah, I I agree completely. Paige and Finn's kiss, baby. Yes, that's a big deal, right? I mean, that was really, that was a snog and a half. The polar opposite of even Finn. They were like magnets, Mm -hmm. like, Wow, that I would say is maybe them falling in love. That kiss was two people who cannot keep their hands off each other. Which is funny because obviously that kiss takes place after the Eve Finn kiss. So even though you didn't think it was very hot and steamy, Paige was not so sure. She definitely felt like she needed to make an impression with that kiss. And later we see her even saying that she's going to have to graft to make sure that Finn picks her that night. So let's get into the sixth night of the sixth season. We've got a recoupling coming up. This is when the action is, right? Oh, yeah. There's betrayals, proclamations of adoration. There's there's a lot. So what what's the big betrayal? What What's going on? There's two big betrayals. And the first one happens before the uh, recoupling even starts. And this one, I'm not really sure if I can even see the motivation or who she's trying to screw over. But why is Shauna going behind OG Connor's back? OG Connor is Callum's number one, right? They're like buddies right now. And she just welcomed Callum back in. So why is she going behind OG Connor's back, telling Connor with a G that Sophie likes him? 
Is she trying to screw over OG Connor by getting Sophie ripped away from him? Or is she trying to screw over Shawnee's? By blocking, by cock blocking Shawnee's. Either way, though, she's screwing over Connor. I don't know why she's pimping out Sophie. It's messed up, regardless of her motivations. I'm not really sure either. I had the same note. Does she not like Connor or Shawnee's? I'm not really sure yet. But if you're a Patreon subscriber and you stick around for Spoils of Love, you can hear a whole lot more of my thoughts about uh, Shauna vis-a-vis Connor and Shonis. Apart from that, we've got Eve laying it on Finn again, factor 50 thick. Don't think it's going to work because before that we see Connor with a G and Finley. They have a little talk before the recoupling and Finley clearly is feeling Paige. Yeah, he's definitely feeling Paige, but not in a way that I thought was directly exclusive to Eve, but it sounded more like it was like 75% Paige and like maybe 25% somebody else or anybody else. I think by this point, Finn is all of his eggs in Paige's basket. I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying that when he said it to the guys, he didn't sound as definitive as he does in a few minutes. Or yes. As he will in a few minutes. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was getting at is... If you're ready, let, you ready to talk about this recoupling? Because this was, for the first recoupling of a season, this was actually pretty good. Yeah, whoever called the season boring clearly needs to go back and watch this week alone. It's quieter than some of the other seasons where they're screaming and fighting, but there's a lot of catty, backstabbing, betrayal, and drama. So yes, oh my days, let's talk about this recoupling. So first, obviously, Finn picks Paige. And... <sighs> Yes, that that side. It's so dreamy. Every time we talk, it feels how how it should feel at the start of something. Oh, Finn. Wow, that's a good quote. Another one that I wrote down was, uh, it could go on to be something quite special. Oh, Finn. Right? I love him. But then we get the big shocker. Dun, dun, dun. Kana with a G. Picks. Sophie! Wow. 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 The look on Shawnee's face was pure hell in a bottle, pure poison. Oh, just the the way that the camera caught all those different expressions. I have so many ridiculous expressions. Mike is really perplexed. He's got that deep thought yeah, face. Yeah, he's like, what? I How did this happen? Holding and his chin. He's got that black turtleneck on. I was waiting for him to play bongos and do a beat poem about heartbreak. Nas looks disappointed in Kana with a G or something like that. He, he looks like Kana with a G really let him down. Well, at this point, all Nas is his audience, so. That's very true. Sophie is shocked. Connor is pissed. Kinda As he should be. Devastated. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. So that's the second betrayal, I would say. Yes, that is the, the second betrayal. Kana with a G breaks Love Island code by not telling Connor that he's going to pick Sophie before the recoupling. That is a serious violation of Love Island code. It is. It is. He's breaking the bro code, man. That was not cool. And then Mike picks Leanne. That's no surprise. Did you see Nas's face right before and uh, during Mike's speech? Nas was watching him like so proudly. That's my boy. Not quite father-son, but sort of maybe, you know, big brother, little brother. The pride on Nas's face was really cute. Oh, 
That is nice. He's a good audience member. Also really cute in my mind was Callum and Shauna together. When Callum picks Shauna, you know, he's not the most eloquent guy in the world, but I think he does a really good job of being honest and genuine. And after they're reunited, they're cute together sitting there and kissing yeah. and so forth. And his speech was very specific. I know you have a soft spot for scaffolders, like still fairly superficial, but it was enough six days into knowing each other. Like I said, this episode has given me a little bit more hope. I still don't think that they're destined to be together forever, but I do think that they're making each other happy right now. And then we've got Connor first says he's been snaked, which he has been. Mm -hmm. And then he picks Shawnee's in a friend couple. And that was nice. I felt so bad for him though, because everybody knows he doesn't want any of the three of them. You know, it's a shitty choice for him. It's a shitty moment for the other girls. Just it's it was uncomfortable and sad. All no, around. this is Connor with the G's big heel turn at the beginning of this. You know, I think he pretty much stays a heel now going forward until pretty much the end. The last couple episodes, they I think they will give him a. I shouldn't be saying this. This is all. Spoils the love stuff. Yeah. Ooh, right. you guys got a little taste. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I got to stop myself there. So. Anyway, Connor with a G, heel turn. And then Nas picks Jess to uh, fulfill the deal that they made a couple nights prior. Never did I think that the first recoupling would end up with both twins in the bargain basement and Nas having his pick of both twins. That is not how I saw this coming. I'm not too surprised that Nas... Was the last guy, but I agree. I did not expect both twins to end up in this situation. And there's some great spoils of love content there about how new people come in and sometimes don't do that well. That seems to be the case here with Jess and Eve. They came in after everybody else, even though it was only five or six hours. I don't know if it's that they didn't have that chance to make those uh, initial relationships and those initial impressions work, but something is not working. No, they did. They had plenty of time. They had the same amount of time as everybody else, but they picked two dudes who were pretty happy with their original couple. I think we talked about this already. If they had picked other guys, they might have been more successful. But that's always a Love Island question. Do you go for who you want or do you go for a safe bet? And that's a common theme through all six seasons. Which way do you go? Are you trying to fall in love or are you trying to stay on the show? There's a lot of different ways to play it. And I felt... I feel bad for the twins, you know, because now we know they're going to get separated. That I thought was pretty devastating. I felt really bad for them. I don't know. I felt bad, but also at this stage in Love Island at the beginning of the season, I can't feel too bad because I haven't formed that strong of uh, connections to any of these characters yet. But we see Eve leave. Wait a minute. You skipped the whole part where Jess asked Eve if it's okay if she stays. Twins are more than just sisters. Like, it is a really special, weird bond. Ask me how I know that, Ben. How do you know that, Beck? Because I just did a shit ton of research on weird twin things. But before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by the Lunch Council. Are you thinking about skipping lunch? You might want to think again. Studies show that people who eat lunch are more productive at work and school, rated as more sexually attractive, and six and a half times more likely to go viral on TikTok. In fact, 
four out of five doctors recommend eating lunch at least once every day. The results are in. Lunch tastes good, and it's good for you. Lunch. Arguably the second most important meal of the day. Okay, now we can get into that deep dive. It's time to learn about twins. What do you got for us, Beck? I got a lot of weird twin shit. Fraternal twins, right? That's when there are two eggs released and fertilized at the same time. They're called dizygotic twins. And that, in the genes, it comes from the mother's side. Those kids are related as much as... Hold on one second. You mean the frequency of fraternal twins is comes from the mother's side? Because it has to be two different eggs that get fertilized with right. fraternal twins. Right. A dude can't Got say, hey, lady, make more eggs. Right. I mean, only in the kitchen. Yes. I would backhand a dude. But anyway, yes. So it comes from the mother's side, the prevalence of dizygotic twins. That was two SAT words in one sentence. It is more common in older mothers, you know, between ages 30 and 40, both because of age, I guess their body's trying to get all those eggies out and get ready for being old, and also because of IVF. Because a lot of women are waiting longer to have children and then needing IVF, the birth rate of twins in the U.S., has risen from 18.9% of all births in 1980 to 32.6% in 2018. Wow. That's a huge jump. And again, because of women being older when they have children and also having IVF, which is mostly older mothers anyway. Um, Massachusetts has the most twin births than Connecticut and New Jersey. A lot of wealthy career women, ha women having babies later and using IVF. Makes a lot of sense. However, fraternal twins are most common in Yoruba women and women from West Africa because of a certain yam they eat that releases a phytoestrogen, which encourages two eggs at ovulation. And overall, they are most common in African-American women. Interesting. Yes. There's an insulin-like growth factor, which is a protein released from the liver in response to human growth hormones in both women and cows. Tall women have more of that IGF, insulin-like growth factor, so they're more likely to release two eggs. And women who eat dairy are also more likely in that vegan women who don't consume any cow products are much less likely to have fraternal twins. So if you're looking to have twins, go uh, get some milk and cheese. That's not a really hard command for anybody, I don't think, unless you are a vegan. Or lactose intolerant, then it might be difficult. Yeah, it might be difficult. They have lactate. So let's talk about identical twins. Yeah, they're the more interesting kind anyway, right? I mean, it depends on what you're... It depends, depends on your point of view, I exactly. suppose. Exactly. Yeah. So identical twins, it is unknown why one egg splits into two babies. There's Wait, no... we still don't know that? No, there's no genetic predisposition. There's no, it just happens. Huh. They have nearly identical, but not totally identical DNA. Oh, really? That's actually, I didn't know that. Yes, it's nearly identical, but not entirely identical. They present more alike when they're little because as you age your body changes you know you you don't have to tell me that you're exposed to chemicals your diet so one twin might spend more time in the sun and get more wrinkles one twin might have a less active lifestyle and get heavier so as we age yes identical twins become less identical uh the largest difference is in twins who are fully raised apart that they tend to look even more different than identical twins who have been in each other's lives. Um, they don't always get the same diseases. So just because one gets cancer doesn't mean the other will. 
And here's my favorite thing I learned about identical twins. They don't have identical fingerprints because the lines and ridges on our fingers are formed when we touch the amniotic sac. That is really interesting. And so obviously, you know, the babies are not going to be doing that in the exact same way, which is why every fingerprint is unique. Wow. And that, I don't know, that was great. That's uh, really cool. So conjoined twins. But so before we get into conjoined twins, I just want to give a very quick shout out to that awesome documentary, Three Identical Strangers. If you guys have not seen it, go check it out. Such a great movie. I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to ruin any, any of it. It is fantastic. Go out and see Three Identical Stran Strangers. Don't go out. Actually, yeah, no, don't go out. Just get it at, at home and stream it. Sorry. It's not even in the movie theaters. Also, why are you going to movie theaters, you, knick you knucklehead? Yes, conjoined twins, please. Conjoined twins result from the cells not dividing until 14 days after embryonic development. So I guess that's, you know, that's how that happens. And some of them, if they're connected by their brain, they can feel and taste what the other one does. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Um, so then just a couple more fun facts. Twins can have different dads. What? If a mom releases two eggs and has sex with two dudes in five days uh, during ovulation, one to two percent of all fraternal twins have different dads. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So that's something. And so obviously if it's two dads, they can be different races. They're two different people, obviously. Right. Twins interact in the womb. Twins that are in the same amniotic sac interact in the womb by 14 weeks of gestation. By 18 weeks, they touch each other more than they touch themselves. And they're gentle with the other one in sensitive areas. So they kind of know already if they poke themselves in the eye, it'll hurt. So they don't poke the twin in the eye either. They're able to understand that they're a separate being similar to themselves, which is pretty wild. Cool. And then my last fun fact, 40% of twins invent their own languages, especially when they don't have an adult around to model language. It's mostly inverted words and onomatopoeia, um, but it usually disappears after kids learn quote unquote real language. And um, it can also happen with siblings very close in age. I think a lot of those facts kind of play into what we're seeing between Jess and Eve. They're young and they've been together, literally together, since they were first sprung from their parents' union. So it's a big deal. How do you see uh, some of this stuff expressing and what you've seen Jess and Eve do on the show? I mean, just the fact that the twins touch each other so much in utero. I mean, that's, that's a sense of closeness that singletons don't have and even siblings close in age don't have they've been together it is different i mean i look i don't have a sister and i don't have a twin but i'm a very empathetic person and i can really feel when they said that twins are different than sisters well that was really really cool um anything else uh, about twins that you want to talk about no, no. i think that was good if I, if anybody is a twin out there and I got something, I mean, I did like research, but if I missed something cool or if I didn't explain something right. Yeah. Little bit, leave it podcast at gmail.com. No, don't email me. This is an educate. This is an entertainment podcast. Go be smart somewhere else. All right. That's a fair enough. Fair point. Actually, no, you can email us. I do want to know. But all twins must be separated eventually. Life does that. Well, not the conjoint, not all conjoined twins get separated. But Good they point. try. Good point. But the twins who are not conjoined in life, typically they end up going different places. Just like at the end of this episode, we see Jess and Eve 
separating for the next, I don't know, four or five weeks at the longest. And Eve leaves the house to... What was that noise? Oh, I know. It's a bad cover alert. Love Island is full of terrible covers of great songs. This one, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac, which is, by the way, a totally inappropriate song for this situation, if you actually listen to the lyrics, but... Yeah, are they breaking up? Yeah, exactly. It's not about two siblings and the separation of between friends or whatever you is going on in this episode. Go your own way. No, it's a fuck off song. Yeah, exactly. That is not appropriate at all. I mean, it's not the situation. The emotion is wrong and it's a bad cover. Wow, that was that was terrible. Enough with bad covers. Let's get into bad clothing. TNA report. Paige's black bikini. That is a dangerous bikini. I sure hope she has tape holding that thing in place. We're not going to go judgmenty and we're not going to go oogly. We're just going to say, Paige, be careful with how you move in that thing. A positive fashion note. Shauna's yellow recoupling dress. Very cute. And a negative. I have to breathe before this one because that makes me so angry. Why is OG Connor wearing like a fishing vest? For the recoupling. That is the ugliest thing I think he's worn yet. And we've only been in here six days. And I've Connor has, OG Connor has been on my fashion, my bad fashion list numerous times. His wardrobe. I mean, so first, I think by season six, I'm assuming that they're being outfitted by this point in the series. We should do a little more research on this. But if those are his clothes, Why? I feel bad for him. If he picked out those clothes... I think he's hilarious. I wish I could dress like that and get away with it. I don't. I it's wish just you would. So hilarious. I wish you would not dress like that. And I'm nice. I guess I'm nicer than Sophie, but I would. I'm surprised she hasn't ripped on him. She likes it. Remember, she likes. Oh, right. His she likes his sets. pink cohort. Yeah. And she likes his eyes. He has nice eyes, but you can't see them between his terrible haircut and his beacon teeth. <laughs> So we've got one little bit of culture shock to get through today. So Shauna, when she's at the gym with Kana with a G, she mentions that she's lost four stone. And stone is a British measurement of weight, which converts into 14 pounds. So Shauna lost 56 pounds. Wow. Yes. So I hope she did it for her health and not for external pressure. Good job, Shauna. Yeah, stone. I've seen that before, and it always annoyed me. Like, Well, there's the classic Bush album from uh, our youth, 16 Stone. That's right. Right? That's right. And then the other little piece of slang from this week, which you hear a lot in Love Island. I think it's the first time that we hear it in this season, and that is the expression, bit of me. We, I think we hear Kana with a G use it which I'm not sure when someone says, oh, she's a bit of me or he's a bit of me. Do you think that goes back to Eve being made from Adam's rib? Ew. I was thinking like, what? That bit of me. Oh, she, she's a bit of me. I see myself in that person. Literally? You need to get out. I'm going to finish this show by myself. No, like there is something in that person that you connect with. There is something, you know, that puts you on the same wavelength. I always thought they use it as just, oh, I think that person's really hot. They're my type on paper. 
No, my type on paper is my type on paper. A bit of me, I think, delves into personality. Yeah, I think actually that's a good, yeah, bit of me is probably looks and personality combined. Still very curious about the origins. Is it biblical? Probably not, but maybe if you know the answer, email us, podcast at gmail.com. We're plugging the email hard this episode unintentionally. You know what it's time for? Dick pics? No. Good. It's time to rank the couples. couples. So um, we did this however we wanted. Yeah, I think we go top to bottom this week. Yep. For the the purposes of comedy, we've got at number one, Callum and Shauna back together. This was a toss up between one and two, but we just felt that Callum and Shauna have had a longer, more protracted love story or like story. And to see them back together was really nice. So they can take the top spot. Yeah, super gratifying. Paige and Finn coming in at number two. Paige and Finn. That, you know, like I said, they could have arguably been in the top spot, but it's a newer relationship, just a hotter one. Despite those dimples in Paige's back, we're going to slot them in at number two. Number three. Mike and Leanne. They're boring. They're married. Yeah, not very interesting. I'd like to see more of them, but they're not interesting. So they're they're stable. Stability on the show is not super exciting. There was so little screen time for Mike and Leanne this week that I did not even have my weekly note on uh, Mike. Mike being a sociopath. You know, I always try to find one piece of evidence every week. And this week, just very, very difficult. I guess you could use that expression he gave when Connor with a G picks... Sophie, because I don't think that was a genuine emotional expression. That was like a, a a sociopath trying to imitate a genuine human expression. But there's my evidence this week. Anyway, number four. Did you hurt your arm with that reach? Number four, we have a couple that I guess technically is not even a couple. Whatever. We do what we want. It's Soko. Sophie and OG Connor. Yes, we still like them best out of everybody else. We think they should be a couple, even though they're not. They're barely hanging on. Fifth, we've got Nas and Jess. Whatever. Sixth, we've got OG Connor and Shawnice. I feel bad for them. And Shawnice, I still don't like her. So that drags OG Connor down in his actual couple. And in the basement, we've got Kana with a G and Sophie. F them. Even though I think they'd make a good couple um, and they may have a chance to redeem themselves if these little kindlings spark a real fire, but F Connor with a G. Sophie's kind of a little twit. I said twit with an I. Yeah, F them. Yeah. For now, F them. F them for now. And to all of you, thank yeah. you for listening to Little Bit Leave It. And the conversation continues for everybody who is our $2 per month subscriber on Patreon or greater. That's the spoils of love. We're going to talk about other things that happen in the rest of the season because this is a rewatch. We've seen these episodes at least a couple times by the time we are uh, talking to you about them. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. From Staten Island to Love Island. Smell you later. Take care of my sister.